home improvements, home renovations, home maintenance, home repairs, and all the other challenges of home ownership. Welcome to the Thumb and Hammer Home Improvement Podcast. Greetings and salutations. This is Doug. This is the Thumb and Hammer Home Improvement Podcast. Maybe this isn't such a common thing anymore, but with streaming on Netflix and other services, but several years ago, some of the only entertainment available in the wee hours of the morning was the infomercial. These half-hour programs designed to sell you something that you didn't know you wanted or needed. Now, why did these air in the wee hours? A couple of reasons. First of all, not exactly prime time, so advertising rates would have been cheaper. And it gave the stations something to air besides reruns of The Rockford Files. But let's face it, the wee hours of the morning, that's when the audience is pretty vulnerable. You're either staggering in from the bar slightly, or more than slightly, buzzed. Or you're suffering from insomnia, unable to fall asleep no matter how exhausted you are. Either way, you are not in your normal state of mind. You are more suggestive, and therefore, you are more likely to reach for the phone to call right now for the best deal. For me, Rockford File reruns would have been preferable because a lot of these infomercials worked on me. And while there are some purchases that I don't regret, most fall into the category of What the heck was I thinking? In the interest of decluttering and downsizing and general financial stuff, I would like to share with you some of the purchases that I made over the years, either directly from an infomercial or inspired by an infomercial. I present these to you in no particular order, starting with the Swivel Sweeper. The swivel sweeper is, or was, a cordless floor sweeper that had spinning brushes that work on bare floors and carpet alike. The swivel base spins 360 degrees. It's lightweight. It's easy to maneuver. It kind of reminded me of my mother's old manual Bissell sweeper, and I thought this would be ideal for, you know, cleaning up crumbs in between vacuumings. However, we found that the motor bogged down on carpet, and pet fur was a nightmare to untangle from the brushes. I spent more time cleaning the sweeper than the sweeper spent cleaning. Plus, it just didn't have enough capacity for the pet fur that we had to clean up. So, after a while, the sweeper ended up in a corner in the basement before it finally got tossed to the curb on garbage day. So for us, the swivel sweeper was a bust. But you have to admit, any product that promises to make cleaning easier can be quite attractive. And the steam mop was another such product. I'm not going to specify the brand here. It's not important. I believe the brand advertised in the infomercial was not the same brand that I purchased in store, but they both operate the same way. Superheated steam liquefies the dirt, which is absorbed by the microfiber mop. 
The floor is left virtually dry because the steam evaporates quickly and whatever doesn't evaporate gets absorbed by the mop. The steam kills germs and bacteria and allows for chemical-free cleaning. And the manufacturers claim that the steam mop can be used on all hard floor surfaces, including wood and tile. The reusable microfiber mop can just be tossed in the washing machine when you're done. What's not to love? Well, you need to vacuum the floor first. Dust can scratch wood floors, especially before the mop gets wet enough to lubricate the dirt. The mop, while washable, just never seemed to come clean. Again, pet fur was a big problem. The pet fur would get stuck in the microfibers, and even after doing it, you know, even after throwing it in the washing machine, the pet fur would still be stuck there. Anything that wasn't vacuumed up risked being stuck in the microfiber. And I was never comfortable using the steam mop on wood floors. I mean, steam can't be good for wood, can it? Maybe it's fine. Maybe not. I I don't know. I don't trust it. Besides, I was raised by a mother who believed the only way to truly clean a floor was to get down on your hands and knees. And that's sort of ingrained in me. We still have our steam mop. It's downstairs. And I do have a bad knee that I'm waiting to have scoped. So the hands and knees method is quite painful. I may learn to like the steam mop after all. Moving on to the kitchen. One infomercial that got a lot of airplay was for the magic bullet. This personal blender chops and blends a wide variety of foods and can even make smoothies and operate as a juicer. Toss in some tomato and onion and give it a couple pulses and you have a delicious salsa. Toss in some chicken and green onion and mayo for instant chicken salad. It all sounds very promising. But my attempt at chicken salad turned into more of a pet hay or cat food. I'm not sure which. Salsa was a liquefied mess. We never tried juicing or making smoothies with it. However, it was my go-to machine for making a marinade. Many years ago, I found this recipe for Cajun shrimp that was made with fresh garlic and spices blended with lemon juice and olive oil. And the magic bullet was perfect for this recipe. First using the chopping blade for the garlic and then the mixing blade for the other ingredients after that. And then it's just a matter of pouring the mixture over the shrimp, allow allow it to marinate, and then skewer the shrimp and toss them on the grill. The magic bullet was the ideal size for this marinade, so it was all super convenient. Unfortunately, we have not been able to find the magic bullet since we moved. It's gotta be in a box somewhere, likely in storage, but it hasn't turned up after numerous searches. Otherwise, we would still be using it, if only for the Cajun shrimp. Another kitchen item that promised to do everything, but that we only used for one thing, was the Wolfgang Puck 
pressure oven. It was a conventional oven, a toaster oven, a pressure oven, and a rotisserie all in one. You could cook meals in a fraction of the time with better results than a microwave. There had been a number of occasions where we were preparing meals that required food to be cooked in the oven at different temperatures, so having a second oven seemed like it would be really convenient. Plus, hey, you you could rotisserie a whole chicken in it in about 40 minutes, or even roast a 14-pound turkey, or so they claimed. Sadly, this oven did not live up to expectations. The rack just wasn't sturdy enough to support anything close to 14 pounds, so the turkey was out. Roast beef looked amazing, but it was still raw inside, and the consistency of rubber. This is when I used the pressure setting. It was very disappointing. On the other hand, roast potatoes and rotisserie chicken were stunning. We used the puck oven almost exclusively for rotisserie chicken. The skin was crisp, The meat was juicy. Perfection. The big downside to the oven, though, was safety. The outside of the oven was just too hot to touch, and it could cause burns. And if you weren't careful and popped the oven door open before relieving the pressure first, (laughs) that could be dangerous. Not only that, but the interior of the oven was a pain in the butt to clean. But we did use it, usually about once a week until we moved. The kitchen in our current house is way too small to support such a large countertop appliance, so onto the classified site it went. Mind you, our experience with this contraption seems to be in the minority as there have been a lot of complaints about quality or lack thereof. In fact, it seems that a lot of the items that Wolfgang Puck put his name on have quality issues. That's a shame. Because when a world-famous chef endorses something for the kitchen, you would expect it to meet certain standards. But I digress. Speaking of celebrity endorsements, who could forget Chuck Norris hawking the total gym? The all-in-one exercise machine capable of 80 exercises utilizing your own body weight for resistance. Just make a few adjustments, change the incline, you can move from exercise to exercise for a full body workout, and it folds up for easy storage. Well, let's face it. The total gym was out of my price range, but Canadian Tire was selling a much less expensive knockoff that I did purchase. When I saw it, I thought, hey, that sort of looks like the one Chuck Norris advertises. The infomercial had already sold me on the concept. Plus, think of the money I would save by canceling my gym membership. Yes, this thing, this thing did fold up so you didn't have to dedicate a lot of space to it permanently. However, when it was in use, it took up a lot of room. And I thought it was somewhat cumbersome when it came to making the adjustments between exercises. That's why I only used it a few times. It just wasn't as convenient as promised. Were the workouts effective? I can't speak to that. 
Maybe if I actually did them on a consistent basis, I'd have a better idea. But hauling this thing out, moving furniture around so I could set it up was more hassle than it was worth to me. So, yeah, this was a complete waste of money. Several years ago, I once again bought into the idea of the all-in-one gym. This time it was the Total Flex that used resistance bands for resistance. Again, by making an adjustment here and there, you can move from exercise to exercise for a total body workout. But what was really special about this was its size. It was small. It was small enough to set up anywhere. And that was what led me to reaching for my wallet and my credit card at two in the morning to order one. Maybe with repeated use, transitions between exercises might have been faster, but it seemed that I was spending much more time reading the instructions for the adjustments as I spent actually exercising. And as it turns out, I'm just not crazy about resistance bands. I would much prefer consistent resistance throughout the entire range of motion, but that's just me. We also had this thing stationed in the family room. It's a great concept, exercising while watching TV, but not when you're the only one exercising and other people are trying to watch their programs. I am just not comfortable exercising in front of an audience, even if I'm not in front of the audience and they're not paying attention to me, if that makes any sense. In our current house, we have even less room, so that was my excuse to sell this thing and put a few bucks back into my pocket. When it comes to exercise equipment, I always have the best intentions. And the infomercials do a lot to not only inspire, but also eliminate any excuses. Look how easy we are making it for you to get into shape. So is it any surprise that I would be inspired to make a big ticket purchase of yet another piece of exercise equipment? The Max Trainer. The Max Trainer was promising. Something of a cross between a stair stepper and an elliptical machine and a promised and effective workout in only 20 minutes. When I used to go to the gym, my aerobic machine of choice was the elliptical. But ellipticals take up a lot of space, so they're not the most practical for home. The Max Trainer is essentially a vertical elliptical, so it doesn't require as big a footprint. And holy crap, does this thing give you an intense workout. Really and truly. But I didn't use it as much as I would have liked because of the layout of our family room. We couldn't locate it near any plugs, so we needed an extension cord to plug it in. That extra step of stretching out the extension cord across the room where people could trip over it was enough of an inconvenience. And it's not the quietest machine either, so I didn't want to use it when other people were trying to watch TV. That's the problem when you have this stuff in the most used room of the house. But I had dedicated space planned for it in the basement of that house when it was finished. 
honest. When we moved, I pictured being able to use it in the basement here, in this house. It was a great plan, except the basement ceiling is too low. And with no other practical location for it, I reluctantly sold it. Oh, but I'm not done yet. There was one other fitness purchase that I made based on an infomercial. And that was the five-minute workout with Tony Horton of Beachbody Fitness. The five-minute workout is the entry-level regimen brought to you by the same company that brought you Insanity. And really, on the face of it, who doesn't have five minutes a day for a bit of exercise? Even if you add another minute or two to dig out the DVDs and fire up the DVD player and television. The issue that I had with it was not having any feedback on form. I thought I was doing the exercises properly, but how could I know for sure? And there was this one particular exercise where he stressed that improper form could lead to serious injury. And I already had a messed up back. So even though I thought I could do most of the exercises, I kind of got scared off. Which is a shame. Now, I know what you're thinking. Because I'm thinking the same thing. I always have the best intentions when it comes to exercise but I fall back on excuses, and that's my main problem. Yeah, fair enough. I'm sure that's a big part of my problem. Another big part of my problem is buying into the sales pitches of these various products. But let's go back to my personal fitness for just a minute. Sorry, this is a bit of a sidetrack, but I have always struggled with my weight. And I have always lacked willpower when it comes to diet. I like my salty snacks, deep fried foods, sodas, all the things that are really bad for you. And I am also somewhat lazy when it comes to exercise. I start off with the best of intentions, but I rarely stick to anything. About 11 years ago, While we were renovating our money pit, my diet went completely off the rails. Hey, a kitchen renovation was a good excuse for takeout every night, right? Well, it got to the point where my weight hit 270 pounds, which is unacceptable. I am six foot two, but this was definitely obese. So I started running up and down the stairs at work during my lunch break. I reduced my caloric intake and I managed to get my weight down to a reasonable 226 and that's where it stayed for almost two years. But old habits die hard and I gradually put the weight back on. I returned to my favorite deep fried foods and potato chips and whatnot and I kept telling myself that I needed to get back on track. I told myself that I'd lost the weight before, that I could do it again. And I purchased the Max Trainer and the Total Flex with that in mind. But as they collected dust, I collected the pounds. And I would eventually balloon up to 280 before settling down in the 260 to 270 range. 
Earlier this year, I went to the doctor. I'm 53. There are certain <clears throat> screenings, or rather probings, that a guy my age needs to have done. The doctor sent me for a blood test. I mean, it had only been about 17 years since my last physical. I said that I know I need to lose weight. He said, so does 50% of the population. Don't worry about the weight. When he said that the blood test was going to check for my blood sugar and cholesterol, I said, uh-oh. He said, don't worry about it. It's probably not as bad as you think. I said, but I know what I've been eating. Anyway, I was really surprised when my blood sugar was okay, but the cholesterol wasn't good and my blood pressure was a little high. The doctor told me that he wanted me to eat better. I said that I knew I needed to lose weight. I knew my solution was diet and exercise. So, I started eating salmon and pickled herring and I stopped swilling 48 ounces of Coca-Cola a day and started drinking more water and sparkling water when I craved carbonation. I choose lower fat foods and I try to stick to sensible portions and it's working. I try to walk the dog every day. He's healthy and he loves longer walks and we average about a seven kilometer walk at a pretty good pace. After only a week or two, my blood pressure was back down in the normal range and my weight has been coming off. As I record this in July, I have lost about 40 pounds in four months. The point of all this is not to pat myself on the back, but to reinforce the fact that the only real exercise equipment I ever needed was my own willpower and my dog despite what those infomercials were trying to convince me. Anyway, getting back to the infomercials, there is one last item, and it's my most recent purchase. Actually, I'm not even sure if it was featured in a full-length infomercial. It might have just been a regular commercial, but it is probably the most gimmicky thing on this list, and that is the clothes folder. I believe Miracle Fold was the original, but there's also the Flip Fold or Flip and Fold and countless copycats. And I'd actually forgot about this, this thing until several years ago when Sheldon was using one to fold his laundry on the Big Bang Theory. I do the laundry and folding clothes consistently is not the easiest thing to do. So earlier this year, I took the plunge and I bought one of these laundry folding contraptions off of Amazon. Now, the expression game changer is thrown around a lot, but I got to say this thing is a game changer. Here's the deal. Forget about speed. If you expect to fold laundry faster, then you will be disappointed. In fact, I find that it takes longer to line up the shirt and do the preliminary fold so that nothing is overhanging the panels. But the finished product, 
is so perfectly folded and everything consistently folded to the same dimensions, which makes stacking on shelves and placing in drawers so much easier and neater. And I think this would be a must if you want to go full Marie Kondo and file your shirts. So it just goes to show that a commercial or infomercial or whatever it was from 20 years ago can still have an impact. Of course, it helps being featured on an overexposed sitcom. But quite honestly, this is one of my favorite purchases and it didn't break the bank. So, to review. For cleaning, I will stick to a vacuum cleaner or a bucket of soapy water. The swivel sweeper and the steam mop did not deliver on their promises, although I am going to give the steam mop another chance. In the kitchen, the Magic Bullet and the Wolfgang Puck Oven both had a lot of features that we didn't use. Is the Magic Bullet worth the price? And space for just mixing marinade if that's all we use it for. And the puck oven, I'm still on the fence. As much as we loved the rotisserie chicken, I have also found this recipe for a whole chicken in the slow cooker. And that was just as tasty, and actually less work and easier cleanup. A second oven in the kitchen is handy, but really, we managed to get by with one oven just fine. It just takes a little more planning for the timing of meals. And when it comes to exercise equipment, I mean, by gum, you can have equipment that takes up space in your house and becomes a place to hang your laundry. Some of it may be good. Some of it may be effective. But only if you actually use it. For me, though, I had the most success with fitness when I just started moving, whether it was the stairs at work or simply taking the dog for a walk. So what's the point of all this? Well, in this age of decluttering and simpler living, you need to be selective of what things, what stuff you allow into your life. If you have a lot of space, it may not be so much of an issue, but if you have limited space, you need to ask yourself what you really need versus what you want or think you want. And two in the morning in a state of insomnia, uh, it's not necessarily the best time to make these decisions. And with that, I would like to thank you for joining me for this trip down memory lane. I will be back with another episode of the Thumb and Hammer Home Improvement Podcast soon. Until then, subscribe, rate, review, wherever you get your podcasts. If you have a comment, visit the show notes page for this episode. You can also contact me at thumbandhammer.com slash contact and follow me on Twitter at thumbandhammer. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon. Cheers.